Welcome to the Stephen and Arjun's Football Podcast, where they discuss anything football, everything football. This podcast is brought to you by Starshot Bakery and Misuboy SG. Craving for party treats like cakes and cookies in Subang Jaya? Visit starshot.bakery on Instagram. Or would you like tiramisu in Singapore? Visit misuboy.sg on Instagram as well. Welcome listeners to yet another episode of the Stephen and Arjun Football Podcast. Now, this is episode number 7, where we're going to talk about all things Liverpool. So, we did not get a, a guest who's a Liverpool fan today, but Stephen, is go- uh, as a diehard Liverpool fan, uh, is going to answer some questions and discuss uh, uh, about all things Liverpool today. So, welcome back, Stephen. Thank you, Arjun. I will expect some tough questions from an MU fan like you. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so right off the bat, my first question to you is, is Liverpool expected to retain the Premier League title this season? Is that a realistic expectation? Given that Jürgen Klopp has mentioned that uh, top four achieve, uh, placing is a realistic achievement for this season. Oof, oh yeah, right off the bat, it's a tough question. Okay, um, is Liverpool expected to win the Premier League? Yes, I would think pundits, fans alike have been saying, uh, have been, uh, have uh, reiterated their, their belief that Liverpool will retain a title this season, even though they are uh, going through a, a little slump in January this month. They haven't been winning games since Christmas. Only recently we have uh, beat Tottenham Hotspur. Um, but in my own opinion, uh, after seeing games like against Burnley, against Southampton, and against and when we failed to win against West Bromwich Albion, stuff uh, like like small clubs like like uh, uh, they are fighting against the relegation, Fulham also. Hmm. I do not believe that Liverpool will win the will win the Premier League this season. Uh, there is a saying that goes like this: the attack the attack wins you the game, but defense wins you the league. So it's it it, it it's true. The fact that uh, it's true that this statement really played out the, the previous two seasons. City won a league with company uh, leading the back line. And once he left, Liverpool with Joe Gomez and uh, Van Dijk, you know, uh, yeah. performed and won, won Liverpool the league as well. And we can also see the drop in standard in City the last season after company left. So, and this season we have the injury, the season ending injury that Van Dijk suffered. Gomez suffered and we something is going on against Liverpool's centre defenders where we have Van Dijk, Joao Matip, Joe Gomez and also uh, Fabinho injured in different periods of time. Whether or not is it Jurgen Klopp's fault that he did not replace Dejan Lovren when he left? I think the, he he justified it such that he said that he, he cannot keep four centre-back happy at all times which I think yeah. makes sense. I think yeah. he also wanted to um, give more playing time to Phillips and uh, Williams, I think. That, uh, that was also something he mentioned so that they can get more game time as well. Probably, probably, but in the cup game. I think he only, yes. you know, considered them in Carling Cup game against lower league clubs. Yeah. But not not being thrust into the, uh, the, 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 the spotlight in the Premier League, like, I would think so. Yeah. But he had no choice. So I think he had a plan. So in this season, Liverpool still have four centre-backs. Uh, that being Fabinho, the fourth one, who took over from Dejan Lovren. 
So that was his plan. But uh, so I don't think he's, he, he is in the wrong for not replacing Dejan Lawrence. Uh, but it's just unlucky that we had four centre-backs taking turns to get injured yeah, over this period of time. So in conclusion to the question, no, I don't think Liverpool will win the league this season because of the injury to uh, Vojo Venda and Joe Gomez. So where would you predict that Liverpool will finish in given the current scenario at the end of the season? It is very interesting that you added the word the current scenario because this season is very close. Yes, okay. between yeah. Uh, we don't have a runaway leader. We don't have a runaway top four. Yeah. Uh, West Ham is in the mix. Everton is in the mix. Leicester is in the mix. Aston Villa is also in the mix. Uh, and in addition to that, we have, we still have the top six clubs that we that I haven't mentioned yet now. So there are a lot of clubs in the mix. Um, I would say the realistic target for Liverpool this season would be to finish in the top four. So you agree with uh, Jurgen Klopp's expectations? Yes, I agree with expectation. Yes, Liverpool on paper is a strong club, but let's not let's 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 not quit ourselves that because if you look at the team now. Yes, Liverpool have Virgil van Dijk. You know, it is a title-winning squad last season. But the fact is that we do not have a center. Def- we, we do not have a senior center back that is uh, fit to play now. And also, for the most of the season, I would say. Yeah. So, uh, given this scenario and this injury crisis to Liverpool center backs, uh, do you think uh, it's Liverpool's reluctance to get another center back in this January transfer window, uh, where it's almost ending right now? that is going to go against them. And also, in relation to that, uh, more so they are over-reliance on Virgil van Dijk. Because relating to that, I read an article that analysed Liverpool's style of play with Virgil van Dijk and without Virgil van Dijk, where they said that uh, Trent, Alexander-Arnold and Robertson have more confidence going forward when van Dijk is at the back, marshalling the defence, because they know he can bail them out in case of a counter-attack. And so uh, teams were afraid to uh, sit back against Liverpool, but now you see that teams are sitting more sitting back against Liverpool and inviting the pressure on, and Liverpool are unable to capitalise as well. Yes, in that regard, yes, I would say the uh, um, the loss of Van Dijk was a very big turning point in Liverpool's season, I would say. The fact that he not only can defend well, and our centre defenders is also important in terms of pinging balls, pinging long balls from the back. So if we have Joe Gomez and we have Virgil van Dijk as our centre-back, uh, and it makes sense, uh, you know, you have a world-class centre-back uh, compared to if you have Ned Phillips or you have Reese Williams as a centre-back, our our side-back, our, our our left and right-back would tend to, you know, be more reserved in terms of the attacking. But with Virgil van Dijk, of course, they are more uh, relaxed or they are more confident in going up, uh, pushing up and supporting the attack. And also, Virgil van Dijk and... In, in a certain level, Joe Gomez as well, are capable of hitting those diagonal long balls to uh, Robertson or, or Trent Alexander-Arnold. And also the fact that what, 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 one more downside of not having a senior centre-back is that Jurgen Klopp is forced to play midfielders in centre-back roles. And that kind of disrupt the balance of the team. Yeah, so... So it's sort of like a domino effect. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. a dominant thought because because uh, it affects the whole team lah. Yeah, you have your centre back that are injured, then your left and right back are not confident enough to go ahead and support the attack. Yeah, so they will be more focused on 
um, Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah. And you have four midfielders playing in a team when you have only uh, three midfield slots. Because four midfield, not four midfield players such that, uh, meaning to say, you have Jordan Henderson and Fabinho playing as centre-back. They are trained as a midfielder. So it is a dominant effect which ultimately or eventually will affect the whole team. That's interesting. Uh, relating onto that as well is probably um, one of the main reasons why Trent Alexander-Arnold hasn't quite hit the heights of last season. And um, it's, it's quite a common knowledge that Trent's uh, attacking abilities are very good, uh, comparable to those of even attacking midfielder. But however, his defensive side is not one of his strengths. So maybe because he's uh, pushed back more uh, to the back this season, where he doesn't have, quite have the same freedom to bomb forward, maybe his form has suffered as a result. Would you agree with that as well? Yes, I will agree. And also the fact that he was injured in the game against uh, Manchester City in a 1-1 draw at Etihad Stadium. Uh, so he just came back, you know, trying to pick up his form. He he put in a man-on-match performance against Spurs recently. This comes back to the importance of uh, the centre-back partnership as well, like what, like what you said. And and the fact that on Trent, Trent Alexander-Arnold's side, the centre-back is usually Joe Gomez. Joe Gomez, uh, Virgil van Dijk is on the left-hand side. So the injury to Gomez is also it's, it's also a contributing factor to why Trent Alexander-Arnold doesn't push forward as much. And also the fact that if he doesn't push forward as much, he is more exposed to one-on-one against you know left wingers like Marcus Rashford, Wilfried Zaha, and we all know that Trent Alexander-Arnold's defensive side is not the best. If you compare him against um, Aaron Wan Bissaka, I think we had this debate before. His attacking side is good, but his defensive is uh is is it's not the best. Yeah, so we, it, the defensive side is kind of exposed uh. So like what I said previously, it's a domino effect. Yeah, and also uh, now moving on to the attack as well, um, analyzing different parts of Liverpool's games. Is there also an over-reliance on Salah and Mane, especially because uh, Trent and Robertson are not bombing forward as much, not only just to score goals, but also to create goals, Salah, Mane and Firmino? Because Liverpool's midfield is not known to be creative. Uh, under Jurgen Klopp, the midfield is more of a workhorse midfield, where they work hard, they press, they do the simple things very well, short pass and uh, tackles, things like that, but they're not particularly creative. Um, and traditionally, Liverpool's uh, goals have come from crosses from Robertson or Trent, and maybe some uh, creations between Salah, Firmino and Mane as well. And that uh, so much of pressure on two individuals, especially Salah and Mane, to, go, uh, to burden the goal scoring, uh, has that also gone against Liverpool a little bit this season? Yes, I would think so. To be honest, I feel that uh, Jurgen Klopp has been using the tactic that he has that it was successful last season and two seasons ago when we finished one point behind Manchester City in a title race, which is you know long balls, crosses because Robertson and Trent Alexander are good at crosses. So, so teams know how to do or how to know how to or should I say the teams know how to defend against that, especially you know teams in the bottom of the table. Uh, on the, the bottom of the table. Sit back and yeah, yeah, to sit back and and what happened previously was that teams were, I would say teams were more worried about Roberto Firmino last time, such that this, when Roberto Firmino dropped deep in a false nine position, the centre-back would follow him to the false nine position and that would open up space for uh, Salah or Mane to run in from the sides. So that's how we score goals, score a lot of goals uh, in the previous two seasons. Uh. Roberto Firmino come in deep, 
get the ball, pass back to our number six, Jordan Henderson or uh or Gini Wynodum, Gini Wynodum ping a long ball in front, then Sadio Mane start running. So this kind of this kind of tactic has been found out by by, by a lot of teams. I feel nowadays team leave Roberto Firmino for Firmino uh let him run in the midfield by himself. I think leave it to the midfield uh their their team midfielder to handle him, because they know that he doesn't pose as much of a threat recently because he's off form as well, and focus on their efforts to deal with Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah, such that when you see he they started to run or cut inside, they would follow them to run. They wouldn't play the offside trap, but you know, because such because they are so fast in terms of their running, yeah. they will follow them and then they'll cut. They'll the most important thing is not to uh let them go offside. The most important thing is to cut off that long ball from behind. Mm. So I feel that has stifled Liverpool's attack lah, recently. Yeah. And also would you say the options on the bench or the backup options Liverpool have have not stepped up as much, uh, given that Liverpool's uh, main attacking trio have struggled a little bit in front of uh, goal in the past few matches. Oh, okay. On that question, I think Jurgen Klopp assembled a squad capable to win the league this season. He bought in Diogo Jota. Yeah. He had Minamino and he bought in Thiago as well. Let's not forget. So Thiago and Jota was the main signing for this season, for this transfer window. So this squad, I feel the squad, when you look at when the transfer window closed back in September, I think the squad was capable of winning the league. And Diogo Jota was capable of putting pressure on the front three, such that that's the reason why we bought Diogo Jota. I feel that it is to uh, put pressure on the front three or substitute the front three when they are off form. Which he so they, they, successfully they, actually did. He was on better form than the front three. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, was, he was on better form than Roberto Firmino at one point, where Jurgen Klopp actually played him ahead of Roberto Firmino. Yeah, he scored a hat trick against uh, Atlanta against uh, Atlanta in the Champions League, and he was on form back then. But this is where I attribute the fault to Jurgen Klopp. I, I, I cannot understand why, when we had finished top of the group, we have qualified for the Champions League last 16, and yet he still play half of the first 11 uh, in the uh, dead rubber match against, against Michelin. And that was the game where Diogo Jota got injured. Yeah, that was quite a surprising move by Klopp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to rest and and he's, still, he's, still not back here, uh, he's still not back yet. Yeah, so, so, now, so, so now when our front three is off form, we had to rely on players like Divo Origi coming off the bench mm-hmm. who hasn't scored for quite a long while now. His, the, his last goal I remember was against Tottenham in the Champions League final. <laughs> we have Jordan Shakiri who mm-hmm. even though he's starting to uh, come back to form recently mm-hmm. but he was on the verge of leaving the team in the offseason. Minamino physically not strong enough even though his ball control is good. And and that's it. That, that's our substitute attackers. So where do you think uh, Klopp can further improve this squad? Uh, probably in this transfer window uh, for as emergency backups or who, who specifically he can get for which positions or even in the summer, who should be sold and who should be bought in your opinion? I think Divo already should be sold. <laughs> okay. How about Shakiri? I would... 
based on recent performance, I would actually uh, retain Shakiri. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's not forget the Genie Wynaldum contract situation. I think yeah. he is leaving. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like he want to sign. We will need a center midfielder. Okay. Yeah, to replace Genie Wynaldum. Genie So who would you get to replace Wynaldum? Barring in mind that whoever you get might have to sit on the bench and wait for their time. And and realistic lah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, realistically, realistically yeah, of course. Realistically, yeah. Yeah. Realistic. Maybe someone like Ruben Neves. Yeah, I was thinking about him. Actually, I was thinking about him. Okay, I have a few names in mind. Yeah. And uh, and listeners, this is on the spot questioning. Uh, we did not prepare anything beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> Ruben Neves is number one. Uh, James Ward Prowse is number two. Oh wow. Okay. And number three. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe I'm saying this. <laughs> Thomas Suchek from West Ham United. Oh wow! Okay, that also surprised. Yeah, but it makes sense, right? He doesn't seem like a very Liverpool type player, though. Although he would probably be an excellent plan B. Like, uh, yes, he, he's almost exactly like how Fellaini was. Mhm, mhm. So probably, yeah, he might be a good plan B for Klopp to throw. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know actually because he because he caught my eye recently in terms of his his goal scoring ability. Yeah. And I also know that he is a midfielder. So so I don't, he, I don't he's know. He's supposed she, to be a defensive midfielder and that. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind. Yeah. Genie Wijnaldum has been playing number six for mm-hmm. for Liverpool in in that number six position for Liverpool as well. Uh yeah. So so you know so I'm being realistic here. I, I'm not going for you know Fred or whoever or like McTominay. No. I'm I'm being realistic. Players that we can get. Ruben Neves. Yeah. James Rock Prowse. Uh Ruben Neves because I actually followed him since he was uh in the since Wolves was in the in the championship. Uh when, when he was I think he was one of the star players that back then. Mm-hmm. James Ward Prowse because his set piece are good. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think you know Leopold need a good set piece taker, other than Trent Alexander are not. Our attackers are not good at set piece. Even though Salah tried to take them, he is not good at it. Yeah. Uh, and also, last but not least, is you know Thomas Suchek lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Players who want to make the step up to a Champions League club. Yeah. But and also who are you know willing to bite their time on the bench, on the top club like Liverpool lah. I would, yeah. I would think. Yeah. Hmm. That sounds like quite good options. Okay, uh, so now I think we've reached to the end of our podcast episode. Um, this podcast, once again, was brought to you by Starstruck Bakery and also Misuboy SG. So fellow listeners, if you have any suggestions or comments or any feedback to give to us, you can either send to my Instagram, uh, Ruben, at Ruben Arjun, which is at R-V-A-N-A-R-J-U-N, or Stephen underscore rock underscore on, on also on Instagram. Thank you and see you on the next episode.